We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. For the greater good. This is episode, what is it, 196. And tonight... We are talking about The Road, uh, the movie, not the infamous band from North Carolina. Uh, I am Sean. Wait, there's a band from North Carolina <clears throat> called The Road? There was. Starred our, really? good, our good friend Andrew Lejeune and friend of the show Steve Everett. It was their... Oh, uh, okay. It was the band that they were in in high school and college. And I was their sound guy. I did not know that. Yeah, I was their sound guy. How'd that I, go? Uh, they it's were actually... Do what? Are they still you touring? Still touring? No, they are not still touring. Uh, no, no, that band broke up. Yeah, many years ago, and even even oh, even sadder, sad. one of the members died. So, oh well, that's not yeah to laugh about. No, um, and he was a uh, horrible. Well, that's and that's how, how I met. That? That's how I met my wife, um, Sarah. Was because really? of, yeah, that's the shortest TV show I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, how I met my wife was with a band. <laughs> It's actually a longer story than that, but I don't think I could turn it into eight seasons. But I mean, I guess yeah. if I told every or how about how about six decent, a seventh struggling, and an eighth really bad? Oh well, no, <laughs> I, it would be like one, right? I mean, I can think maybe oh, I could yeah. turn it to one sitcom because I got two years <laughs> of college of stories I could tell before I met her because it was my junior okay. year. So you know, like because no one cares about high school because. You're 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 a minor. Like it, like it's not, not nothing fun happened then. Anyway, this is all irrelevant. Um, what is relevant <laughs> is the movie The Road. I am Sean Allred, oh. and joining me tonight is Andrew Vigo Butt Jimison. Um, <laughs> Vigo Butt. <laughs> Did I yeah, stump there was, you? You know there some dangles. There, there were some dangles uh, in the distance there too. I saw more but, Vigo. Uh, that was a little scary. I oh, saw yeah. more of his ass, and I never thought I would, would but. Yeah. yeah, didn't really feel comfortable watching the ball bag dangle either. Apparently, no. this is not a normal, uh, an unusual thing for him. I think in the movie called "A History of Violence," he has a fight scene where he's naked, so he is he is comfortable in his skin. Uh, uh, yeah, I do know. Uh, you know, this like the was it Borat had a, a naked fight scene too. Yeah, that's gross. And Sam, once again, Aragon is on a long walking road trip vector. Yeah, with no end in sight, apparently. Yeah. Kind of, you know, with, with a little hobbit he's taking care of. Yeah, I mean, it kind of is Lord of the Rings kind of thing. The yeah. only difference is he had a pistol <laughs> instead of a sword. Yeah. Um, and, Sean, just so you know, I mm-hmm. do target practice with flare guns. Yeah. So that one day I may, too, shoot you down with a flare gun. I, I, that, I, that scene <laughs> happened, and I immediately was like, oh, do I have that scene? Do I have that on my phone? <laughs> And I don't think I do. Oh, wait. 
Rudy! I shot a guy with a flare gun. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the crazy part is he hit that guy square in the chest and killed him. Yes, I mean, he did, yeah. So it didn't seem like it would would kill people. I didn't know flare guns could embed themselves in uh, people's bodies. I didn't either. I didn't know they were that powerful of a of a thing. I figured like it would hurt. Yeah, obviously, absolutely. I think it would bounce off, wouldn't it? Like a fire. Like fire I figured what work. what because you hear her screaming, right? So I figured yeah. that like he set fire to like her her only stores of food. Yeah, you know, or something like that. And then I hope there's a dead man. I was like, oh shit, that kind of escalated Whoops. a little bit, you know? Yeah. So well, I mean, he did shoot arrows at him. Oh yeah, no, yeah. No they, offense, I didn't feel bad at all about that death. Oh no, I didn't way. feel bad about it. I just, I just was surprised by it. I guess really. Yeah. Um, so if you guys have no idea what we're talking about, 2009's <laughs> The Road, and Andrew is here to enlighten you on what is The Road. A movie that's not very light. Yeah. <laughs> In a dangerous post-apocalyptic world, an ailing father defends his son as they slowly travel to the sea. Somewhere <laughs> beyond the sea. Nice. Yeah. Somewhere, uh, take it from me. So this nice. movie, I'm not sure how it ended up on our list, honestly. Um, I put it there because I read the book because the book is absolutely freaking amazing. Yeah? Yes. Um, so you knew it was a depressing thing. I, I, there was a point at which I put down the book yeah? and, and was depressed, yes. Wow. Did you finish yeah. the book? Yeah, I did. Okay. Unlike some people, I go back to things. Hey, to, uh, I, I have zero qualms. I, I have no regret. <laughs> Or anything about me physically throwing uh-huh. away that Game of Thrones book. Got no problems with it uh-huh. at all. Now, well, you have to give me some credit that when I threw it away, I, I did dig it out of the trash and and finished it at your bequest. Or request, I should yes. say. Not bequest. That would mean you died. At your request. And I finished that book. And then I got about a chapter and a half into the next one and then threw that one away. So... <laughs> Um, and I'm not going to finish it ever and I don't care. I'm fine with it. So, um, I'm I'm sorry, dude. You don't have to apologize. You don't have to, you know, I feel so bad for you. I really do. You shouldn't. I feel great. I I sleep better and I have more energy than I ever have before. No, wait, that's a diet thing. Um, (laughs) so this movie, shit, it was, um, it's, it's an hour Uh and 45 minutes of gray, on gray, on dirt, on cold, on rain. But, but wait, but wait. There are very colorful moments of a suicidal wife. And a rainbow. There's yeah. a rainbow moment. Um, so Charlize Theron is in it. I a problem with, actually. Do what? I said I, I had a problem with the rainbow moment, actually. Oh, yeah? Because there was you'd actually have to have like direct sunlight in order to create a rainbow, right? Right, and there was no direct sunlight. So anyway, sorry, go ahead. No, no, it's fine. I was just going to say, this movie stars Viggo Mortensen uh, and, um, what's it, uh, Charlize Theron. So she is woman, right? And Viggo is man, right? They don't, yeah. don't have names. Cody Smith-McPhee is boy. He's a son. Uh, Robert Duvall is in it, which is funny because in the IMDb cast, he's credited as old man, but he has a name as Eli. Really? Huh. Yeah, he's the only person in the movie that has a name. That's right. Yeah, they did call. Yeah. In the book, he's just old man. Yeah, in the movie. The book, there are no names either in the book. You never know 
the name of people. Interesting. Um, so yeah, he, uh, uh, so yeah, yeah, Robert Duvall's character, it's Eli, which I, I kind of expected to see him again, but he didn't show up back up, which is fine. Oh, he's probably dead. Um, oh, Guy Pierce is veteran, um, and Molly Parker is motherly woman. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't find her very motherly. She kind of weirded me out, but... Uh-huh. Whatever. Every one of this movie married weirded me out. I'm trying to think what do I know yeah. her from. Oh, the sequel in my head went a different way than I'm sure that they intended it to go. Oh my gosh, they're making a Lost in Space show. I think I knew that. But yeah. she is Maureen Robinson. She's the mom. Maureen. Yeah. Well, good for her. Wow. Um so this movie, like like it's a, it's a post-apocalyptic. So something happens, we don't know what. It's never mentioned in the movie or the book. And um, something happens to the world, some kind of Earth event, and um, and so this is you know years later, and Vigo and his son are basically just trying to you know survive, staying alive, staying alive, and uh, they go through all kinds of weird little. It's like a video game, right? Like they go a little bit, they camp, they wake up, then they have a trial, like whatever the issue is, and then they either overcome or escape, and then they then they go a little bit, and then they find a new task. Um, and then when they started getting low on HP, they found a cache of food um, and replenished for a little bit. So, um, uh, yeah, um, this movie was rough. So I guess I'll, I'll let everybody do their intro with this, um, as we are often to do. Had, had, had we all, this is the first time for all of us, right, on this movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. But again, but you had read the book, but. Um, yeah. What would prompt you to read this book? I'm just curious. Did someone say, hey, Sam, you should read this book? It's, it's depressing Cor- as hell. Cormac McCarthy, or uh, what is it? Cormac, I don't know. Um, it won a Pulitzer. I mean, it won some sort of major award, if I remember, whatever the oh, major yeah. book award Cormac is. Cormac McCarthy. Yeah, P- uh, Pulitzer? I don't know. And you, and you know me and, um, uh, whatchamacallit, and uh, uh, post-apocalyptic stuff. So I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to try that out. It's going to be awesome. Cormac McCarthy. So see. read the book. Uh, Southern yeah. Gothic Western post-apocalyptic. Uh, he did something yep. called Blood Meridian. Yep. He did No Country for Old Men. Oh, okay. So he's, the, oh, these are old books. Uh-huh. Pretty horses. Uh, all the yeah. Pretty Horses, Blood Meridian, and Sultry. Sult, Sutri. And then, of course, The Road. Those were his five novels. Yep. He's been married three times, but that's a typical writer. He was his first his wife, wife lasted one year, sixty-one nice. to sixty-two, and then his next wife lasted a little bit longer, sixty-seven to eighty-one, and then his most recent wife, ninety-seven to oh six. Interesting. Anyway. Yeah, when you write depressing stories, I wonder how much fun you are to be around. Well, I don't know. I mean, Stephen King has been married for forever. I mean, like, how could you be married to that dude? But I will say, you know, and we we do say this 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 movie and story is very depressing, but it's written poetically. It's just it's a weird. You want to keep reading because it's such beautiful language, sure. But it's but it's so hard to freaking read, right? Which, you know, the content at least is uh, sparse. It's it's interesting. Okay. But I would recommend it. I really would. It's it's um the book is still better than the movie. I'll just say that. 
Well, that's usually the case, right? Andrew, we're going to let you do your intro in a minute, but we're going to, I want to. Yeah, sorry, Andrew. No, no, um, I do kind of want to talk about that for a minute that, and we've had this conversation before, like episode nine, when we did the book, the movie um, Stardust, where Mm -hmm. when we talk about, you know, the book is always going to be better because you can get more detail and involved and in depth and you can get, you can, you, there's also a larger time commitment with a book, right? Like you, you get more invested with the characters because you literally spent weeks, if not months, they're, you know, they're in your head. Yeah, and you learn about them. And the, the my last four, three or four books I've consumed have been audio books. Um, it's still kind of the same. I mean, yeah, the time commitment, you know, it's, it's nine hours or eight hours as opposed to, you know, four or five weeks. But it's the same thing. They're still, you know, you're with them. You get more in, in depth and... Um, so that's always going to be the case. Um, I think the exception is Stardust. I think the movie's way better than the book, but uh, by, by a long <laughs> shot, actually, I I did not like that book much at all. But um, yeah, but that's always been, and, and as we always do, and I know again, you're the only one that read the book, but we try to to you know do the separate them. Now I do want to say this, and only yeah. because I'm gonna um, I'm gonna pitch this to you guys. Uh, as as always, as Netflix is, you know, whenever they get a new movie, they're like, "Hey, Sean, you might like this." Well, they have the Fellowship of the Ring streaming now. Yeah, I saw that. Just just the Fellowship though, which is weird. So I wonder if like they're going to get the other two at some point. I don't know. Um, I thought, would, well, the, their servers can't handle all three at once. They're probably too uh, big. <laughs> you know, the the nine hours of, of movies in those three, they're just like, yeah, we can only handle one of these things. So. Would we want to do that for the show? I haven't seen it in a while. I'd watch it's, it again. It's been years since I've seen them, and it'd be interesting to see if after, what, 17 years, does it, the first one hold up? Has it been 17 years? Came out in 01, uh, winter of 01. Crap. Right? Wow. And obviously it's got Vigo in it. And it just, I don't know, I, it, saw, it popped up today, and I thought, that'd be an interesting one to do that this critically acclaimed movie that that kind of changed movies based on books i think because mm-hmm. they were so good you know obviously the book the book is quote unquote better but it's a damn good movie all three are great and each one gets better mm-hmm. and yeah they had to change some things and they had to do what sam calls a little um uh, space-time continuum uh, fudging, <laughs> you know, because yeah. in, in a book you can you can write. Well, it took them three. You can write a sentence. It took them three days to get there. Where in the movie, yeah. it's like oh, we have to have a sense of urgency, you know. And I even in the theater, I remember watching the third book, third movie, going, "Okay, Gandalf and Pippin got to Gondor really quickly, really, really fast. Like it should yeah. have taken them days, and they got there in like an afternoon." Anyway, it's fine. He has a magical horse. Yeah. So my, my point is, yeah. is that um, I think we should do that movie um, after we get past uh, episode 200. Um, and, uh, and we've got a pretty good list for the next five or six weeks. And we've got a pretty good list of movies to pick from for 200. So I'm actually pretty excited. We've got about, I think, eight or nine movies right now that have been requested for the for the event. So if you have not done so, listening to this show right now, email the show, cheapseatreviews at gmail.com, or uh, direct message me on the Facebook page or Twitter, 
and give us your 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 suggestions, your requests. Say, yes. hey, we want to do, we want you to do this movie for episode two hundred. We are going to randomly select them. I already kind of have an idea how I'm going to do that. We're going to randomly select the movie. Whoever gets their movie picked will win a $25 gift card. How cool is that? We're literally giving Woo-hoo. you money to help us celebrate episode 200. My only requirement is, is that you have to listen to that episode. That, that's just what I'm saying. <laughs> um, Man, uh, you're asking a lot of our audience. Well, I know. So, so like I said, we've already got nine or ten episodes, uh, movies that have been requested for us. And uh, let's get a few more. That'd be great. Have a nice big number to pull from. And and if we don't do it for 200, we might just throw it on our list anyway, because um, most of you have picked movies that are streaming, either on Amazon yep. or Netflix, which has been pretty cool. So and you know the the funny thing is too, it seems like a lot of our, our viewer submissions, with the with a few exceptions during Halloween, have been uh, pretty spot on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. in terms of stuff that we would like. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah. Now that so we're Andrew, and yeah, twenty minutes into the show, almost uh, Andrew, will you give us your your kind of initial initial uh, thoughts on this movie. Um, well, you know, I had never heard of it at all, and when I typed it in, search, you know, it didn't come up, so I had to search for it, and uh, I, I had no clue what I was getting into. And I thought the road, okay, what is this about? Um, and as I started watching it. You know, it really is one of those movies that just grabs your attention pretty quickly. And because you, because there's so many things that are, I don't know, kind of left out, you want, you find yourself asking, okay, why is this happening? What's going to happen? What the hell happened? Yeah. Right. Because you never find out, spoiler, that why the world has ended or what's going on. Um, You know, it's just, Right? Am I wrong? Did right. I miss something? No, you're exactly okay. okay. <laughs> In fact, I will say uh, real quick, the movie does more to explain what's going on than the book ever does. Oh, okay. And and when from from the very beginning when I when I you know when it started with that, I thought, okay, they're gonna tell us eventually what has caused this issue. And it never does. And I really appreciate that actually, mm-hmm. because they're not they're leaving something up to the imagination of the viewer. And I and I appreciate movies that do that. There are so many movies out there that uh, just play, you know, treat the the viewer as a, an idiot and just you know treat us like dumb people and try to over explain everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I appreciate the fact that they didn't do this. And uh, again, it's probably from the book that they are trying to stay close to that and. Uh, so, I don't know. Maybe more books should be made into movies instead of writing <laughs> stupid crap. <laughs> so, that way people can say, yeah. oh, the book was better than the movie. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> um, so, I thought that uh, Viggo Mortensen and uh, the kid did a great job both in, in the movie. Um, I was freaked out by the people at the end of the movie. Oh, my God. Like, the kid was going off with these... People that, I mean, he assumes are good guys, so to speak, quote, good guys, but... Carriers of the light. Who knows? I mean, they they really didn't look all that kosher to me. Um, uh, Charlize Theron, or Theron, or whatever, I, I know that her character had to be the way that she was, but I didn't like her. Uh, 
because I, I know people get to that point in their everyday lives, but especially when it's a, a world ending, world changing scenario like that, I don't know how I would act. So I can't say, you know, I, I know how I would, I would want myself to act or I, I know right. what I can expect myself to do, but, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah. And it's easy you know. for us to say shame on her. She took the easy road. Right. And I mean, yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, so I, I didn't like that, but I understand why it had to happen that way. Um, and I always get her confused with Rebecca Romaine Stamos. Yeah, for some like, reason. I don't know why. Maybe I don't see enough movies with her in it. Doesn't but, Rebecca, doesn't she have a dark curly brown hair? Well, uh, she's also blue. So. <laughs> yeah, the, the only times I've seen her, she's been blue. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I just get confused. She played but, uh, She played Mystique <laughs> in the X-Men movies, by the way. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> but overall, I, you know, I liked the movie. I, in a sense... It left me in a dark emotional state for like a day and a half afterwards. Oh. Um, and I think anybody with children really would be heavily affected by by the movie. But, uh, yeah, I I also appreciated that in this movie there was not a, a zombie in sight. <laughs> we sure. have a, a movie where people are worried about getting eaten, but it's finally not by zombies right. for once in 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there right. you go. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh Sam. Yeah. Um yeah, I knew what I was getting into um because I read the book, but I read I read this book a long time ago before I ever had kids. So you know, this I'd have to put a big disclaimer on this movie in terms of especially if you've got kids. And I, I, I don't have a son, but I'm got you know, I I envision my girls being this little boy. And there are some disturbing ideas and scenes in this film that that bug me. You know, every now and then I'll think of them and kind of shudder. The idea that this guy has two bullets left. And uh, you know, one of them was in a gun when was pressed up against his son's head because it was better if his son was dead than anything that would happen to him afterwards. And that just, you know, to put a parent in that situation to feel that much uh, despair, I guess, is uh, kind of, it's just, it's wild. You know, there's a lot of movies I say that I, I enjoy, that I have fun with. I enjoyed this movie, but I didn't have fun at all. Um <clears throat> It was well made. It was well acted. Um, and, you know, the the story was interesting. You know, it, certainly you, you guys know I love my end-of-the-world apocalyptic type of movies. But this was a totally different idea where everything is dead or dying. Um, apparently there's no such thing as animals anymore. Or plants, even. I don't think I ever saw a green thing. Were there anything green in this movie? No, yeah, everything was dying. No. Yeah, everything well, is The only thing that, was, that I saw that was alive was a beetle. Yeah, a that's few, right. A few yep. insects they found. They ate some crickets, things like that, you know. Yeah. Um, but in terms of story, I, you know, even though I knew what was going on, I was riveted. I thought uh, Viggo Morrison did very, very well. I wish the kid, and it, you guys, I've always complained about this, and you guys probably make fun of me. But I wish the kid was younger. 
um, because he is in the book. The kid in the book is is still very innocent, uh-huh. and and I don't know. I, I guess I could relate to that a little bit more since my girls are a little younger than than uh, the movie. Um, but the you know protection, uh, the father versus what the mother was doing and what the father would do, uh, it just blew my mind. And and as a parent, the thing that that I still think about and and kind of get shooken shooken shaked shaken up shooken um it's the idea that here this father is dying at the beach leaving a son behind that he doesn't know how the son is going to survive just hoping that he uh, he, what what he's imparted on him is going to be good enough yeah and that that just it's so freaking sad um and it's so freaking scary as a parent to uh-huh. think, what would happen if I would disappear? If I would, yeah. if I would die right now, and, and who, you know, especially in that case when there's nobody else to lean on, what would my kid do to survive? And uh-huh. uh, I agree with you, Andrew. The people at the end are creepy as hell. I, we, but like the father, we can only hope that they're good people. And yeah. um, the the in my mind, and in the way I measure this out is because the dog is still alive with them <laughs> and and the kids are still there i think they're good people they just yeah. have bad dental hygiene well yeah i think everyone at that point does so. <clears throat> but yeah i i enjoyed the movie i i, I it wasn't a fun ride <laughs> is that the right way to put it yeah <laughs> so uh okay yeah how about you sean so so i so we had to push this movie back for various reasons um so i actually watched this movie today as opposed to you guys who watched it like you know three or four days ago and um so i watched it today in the comfort of my bedroom literally under the blankets freezing my ass off because this movie made me cold so Um, it was pretty pretty spot on what they were going through yeah, yeah, exactly. It was going exactly the same thing. My dog's over there snoring. I'm, I got a you know can of you know Sprite next to me, and the, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, no, this. <clears throat> so I was thinking about this as I'm watching it halfway through. You know, again, you guys had kind of made reference on the in the group chat, like, oh my god, what are we watching? This thing is rough. And yeah. I'm like, all right, so I'm kind of mentally preparing for. Something like that. So, like, when Vigo dies, I'm not really all that shocked. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. I'm, I'm, that makes sense. Well, it's it's also that movie trope where they start coughing, and you're like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. He's, he's coughing, got... so he's yeah, and he's doing it on screen. Yeah, I mean, he's he's probably got yeah. consumption, typhoid consumption. pneumonia. I I love old timey names of things. I wish they can come <laughs> back with that stuff. You know, like it sounds weird. <laughs> you know, doesn't typhoid pneumonia sound way better than tuberculosis? Anyway. Mm-hmm. I want more of that in my life. Anyway, uh, but I was also thinking that if you look at the movies that we do as a show, as a podcast, right, the majority of them are action-based, comedy-based, typically 90s, 2000 era, you know, adventure films. Whether they be good or shit is irrelevant. You know, if you just look back, we've done... Uh, you know, 13 hours, action, The Founder. Okay, very not action. That was a very different kind of film, but and a very good film. Uh, I'm going to skip over Halloween because that's just a different animal. But you got like 
American Ultra, Doctor Strange, Lost in Space, Kill Command, Seven Psychos, Sweeney Todd, all kind of these. Well, Sweeney Todd's a pretty, pretty kind of rough movie too. But my point is, is that I'm not saying that we should do more of these. I'm just saying it's good to do one every now and then, right? Yeah, kind of, to break break it up a little bit because yeah, it's yeah maybe palate cleanser probably isn't the word I'd use, but something like that, you know, like mm-hmm. we need something to. To kind of appreciate the bad boy twos of the world, you know, like, like this is the, <laughs> this is the Brussels sprouts of the film industry, right? Like this makes you look inward, yeah, and and yes. kind of self reflect. And I am a father of a son and a daughter, um, and you know the, the this movie was hard on me, and it it all there's a moment where they're in the. Um, the the crazy people's house right there and what are the freaking odds oh, the of basement? that right they're in the house Holy no they're crap. in the, the house of the murderers the the band of brothers that go out and eat people and bring them back and they've got like a cellar full of cattle basically in the basement waiting for whoever's going to get at, you know at next and um the, the vigo's thinking okay this woman's going to come upstairs and find them in the bathroom and she's going to yell and he would rather shoot his son in the head and make it a quick death than to let the boy either A, witness his father get eaten, or B, he get eaten himself. And in Vigo, yeah. is, it, it's a piece of mercy that he's going to do that. And, and I don't know why, but my brain kicked over to Serenity, the movie Serenity, where mm. it's the same moment in the movie except that it's what you refer to as gallows humor. It's a little humorous where one of the characters is literally about to get pulled into the enemy ship and going to get eaten. And he says, I won't get at you shoot me if they take me. And then Mal pulls out his gun and he says, well, don't shoot me first. And of course he shoots the cable, right? So it's the same moment, right? It's the same scene. They just add humor to it uh, because it's an action humor movie. And that's the, the tone of the movie. Whereas this movie he puts his gun to his son's head, and the son's just like, "Okay, yeah, like he probably, you know, his he whole life has been kind of conditioned for this moment will probably happen in my life where dad's gonna have to kill me." And his dad oh. showed him how to put the gun in his mouth and pull the trigger if it ever got to the point where something was gonna happen, or if they were about to get overtaken by these, you know, cannibal people. Like, this is the way to go. This is our best option. And that just sucks, and it's hard mm-hmm. um, to to kind of look at that in that in that light. So, so yeah, this movie. I mean, it's not just depressing; it's just it's kind of soul wrenching. Wrenching. Yeah. Um, and and I, halfway through the movie, I kind of had a, a moment where I I, re- I knew there was not going to be a quote unquote happy ending, right? Like I knew. We weren't going to get that. Um, I, I figured the dad was going to die along the way. I figured the boy would live. Like, we have to have a little bit of hope in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think people would literally, like, throw their books in the fireplace if the boy got <laughs> eaten, you know? Now, we don't know what happened to the yeah. boy. We just had, again, we're making assumptions, right? But, yeah, right. this... this, Yeah. Um, 
And this guy Pierce, and he's usually a bad guy in movies he's in, but he's been in good guys. He's been a good guy too. And like you said, the fact that they had a dog, the fact that they had the two kids, um, and the fact that Guy Pierce never like demands to get the gun from the kid. You know, like he's like, I'm not allowed to give you the gun. He's like, I don't want your gun. Just don't aim it at me. He's like, that seems very reasonable. Um, so, and there was a moment about a third of the way through the movie where I realized that the boy was wearing the mom's. Um, hat, knit hat. Yep. And I was like, oh, wow, that's got to be rough for the dad to see Brutal. the boy every day and see his mom's hat. You know, <sighs> The woman's hat. Um, so anyway, uh, this movie, um, <laughs> I didn't take many notes not to follow my formula that I loved it. Just there wasn't much to write about, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, two-thirds of this movie... Did you ever see Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1? The majority of that movie is them camping. That's what this is. It's just like a long camping trip with every 15 minutes. With cannibals. So, yeah, yeah, there's just cannibals in the, in the periphery <coughs> that they stumble across a couple times. Now, the one weird thing, and, and I thought about this when, when I was reading the book as well, was it's, that escalated quickly in terms of cannibalism. Um. But I guess that would happen, but it seemed like these roving squads of cannibals were everywhere. Yeah. You know, you yeah. got the guys on the truck, and I, I, I view the guys on the truck different than the people who are in the house. I think they're the same people, right? Because it was the, I remember the woman was there. I thought it was the same group. Yeah. It was, it was the same group. Or was it the same group? See, I thought it was two different Well, yeah. it's the same actors. I don't Ooh. know if we're supposed to believe it's the same group, but it, because the, they don't show up back in the truck. The truck doesn't come yeah. back home. So See, if they had the truck, I'd, I'd, I might have to. Well, I don't want to watch it again. <laughs> but um, I could. Okay. Well, then that makes sense. So maybe it's just one group of cannibals. Well, there was two. There was really two groups of cannibals, right? You had the, that that group, the roving group, plus with the house, and then the uh-huh. second group of when they. They saw that little cabin by the wa- by the water. For some reason, it reminded me of Fargo with all the blood in the snow. Um, <laughs> That's the, right, yeah. And they saw them uh-huh. them chasing what looked like two children across yeah. the ice. And then Vigo was like, we're going to get the heck out of here. And, of course, they did. And um, you hear the sound of what seems like a scream and then a whack and no more scream. Yeah. Um, and uh, Pleasant, The pleasantries of this world that uh, they showed us. Well, I mean, and... I mean, there's so many shows and movies about what humans are willing to do to each other to survive um, mm-hmm. because that's what we recall that this, they refer to as the lizard brain, you know, is, is that it, when you, when you strip down a lot of our higher functions, yep. you know, Go straight to instinct. Yeah. And we are born with very few instincts, but one of them is to survive the fear of death and you know, I'm sitting here with a belly full of Mexican food tonight, so it's easy for me to, to, to say I wouldn't do that. But, I mean, you know, who knows what you, who knows? What you would do to, to survive, especially for your kid. But, I mean, like they, they, Vigo said, we're the good guys. We don't eat people. Um, speaking of eating people, did you guys ever see the movie Into the Heart of the Sea? Oh, The Heart of the Sea? Is that what it is, The Heart of the Sea? Yes. The Moby Dick book movie? I read that book, too. Oh, yeah. oh so good. <laughs> the Moby Dick book. 
Well, it's the movie that's the, the 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 events of the movie are based. It's the story, yeah, the that story that the in, inspires Moby, Moby Dick. Is, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, it's gotcha. a true life story, basically. Yeah, it's a real thing that happened that inspired the book Moby Dick, and it, it's not like there's a, a an insane captain out to go hunt a whale or anything like that. There's nothing like that, but it's because you have to have a protagonist in the book. In the story, it's just these whalers who are just needing to feed their family, and there's this gigantic whale that. Yeah. No, whatever. But in the book, there's a moment where these these men are at, lost at sea, basically, and one of them dies, and they're getting ready to chuck him overboard. And the captain's like, "Hey, we, we wait, got wait, wait. We can't yep. waste this opportunity." And it it wrecked the rest of these men because these were what you were considered good, God fearing Christian men, and it wrecked them emotionally, yep. spiritually. They're all like, "We're going to hell, but at least we'll survive until we get there." <laughs> I mean, that's what they that's what they said in the movie like we're all going to yeah. hell for what we did so yeah. anyway it just kind of reminded me of that um and uh now that i've now that i've remembered that movie that might make my top three maybe not i don't know i i, I will not confirm nor deny that it's already there online oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. i i totally forgot about that movie have you seen the movie you just said you read the book have you seen the movie yeah yeah i saw the movie too it's so good i don't well, know uh Oh, let's see. Um, it's a it's a Ron Howard. Of, you know, I have to say, it's probably one of my favorite genres. What? Are these survival things? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, if there's a book that's about survival like that, I'm going to read it. So, yeah, uh, that's all right. Um, nothing wrong with that. There's again, there's a lot of good books about that. I'm sure. Um, mm-hmm. My my the two Lord books. of the Flies. I just I just <sighs> found Lord of the Flies in in my, the book lot that I just got. I'm like, oh, keeping this one. I read that book in eighth grade. You had to read it ninth grade, whatever yep. seventh grade. But they made the movie years ago, years yep. ago, and it was on HBO when I was a kid. And I watched it for some reason, not knowing what it was. And that movie gave me nightmares. Seriously, <laughs> there's only two movies on this planet that have legit scared me. Like, legit scared me. Lord of the Flies, because I think I was like seven or eight. And it I hit you the right, yeah, it hit you the right. It hit age. me because that's yeah. what the age these kids are. And I identified with Piggy. Not that I was <laughs> fat, but because I was kind of the social awkward kid. And then they mm-hmm. killed him with a rock. Oh, kids killing kids is terrifying when you're a kid. Uh-huh. Oh, it terrified me. I had nightmares about my school, elementary school being overtaken by the bullies of the school, and then I would get killed by a giant rock. Like, seriously had nightmares of that. The only other movie that scared me, legit scared me, was Jurassic Park. Really? And, well, again, that movie came out in, what, 93? Yeah. So I was 11. Yeah. 11's pretty scary. A dinosaur can be pretty scary to yeah. an 11-year-old. Yeah, that's an early, yeah, that's... that's. And it was the scene when the, when the raptor jumps at the girl in the kitchen... I closed my eyes and didn't know how she got out of that situation because I didn't understand in my 11-year-old brain that it was reflection. I thought that kid, I thought she was dead. And I I opened my eyes (laughs) and all of a sudden she's shutting the the, the raptor in the the freezer. And I'm like, what? I was confused. But that, and I saw that movie. Well, she, really what you missed was some gymnastics moves. Yeah, she she kicked the raptor off the thing. Triple... Sal cow uh, twirl into the dishwasher. Mm. <laughs> and then, um, yeah. Oh, that scene is, has haunted you, hasn't it? Oh, that's stu- that ruined that entire second movie for me. Yeah. Like, 
completely jumped the shark. Yep. Yeah, jumped the raptor, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's kind of the moment in which the whole franchise just starts to go down until they rebooted with Jurassic World. It's so stupid. It's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. What child in their right mind would be brave enough even to try something like that? Right. And to make to, that's, and that's the, and that's the solution. Hmm, I'm good at gymnastics. Yeah. I'll use it. And then Jeff Goldblum has to make some joke oh. about it. Oh, you're, you're not getting a good and grade in gymnastics or something? So pisses me off because both the, the Jurassic Park and Lost World book had so many good scenes to take from yeah. and to use. And they use some stupid new idea like that. It's By the way, my Google, Google Hangouts audio and video sync with you, Sam, is, is off by a full second. So it's, kinda, it's like a Japanese movie right now. <laughs> like it, it's almost a full overdub it's actually pretty funny <laughs> anyway uh yeah i don't know how we got to jurassic park oh the movies that scared me um yeah. i'm still not sure all, all roads lead to jurassic park yeah. all roads lead to jurassic park well you're not wrong did you see the trailer for the new movie jurassic world ending whatever uh-huh. jurassic world see i worry about Boulder. this one <laughs> Jurassic you harder. think they're gonna screw it up like they did the other? I think they're gonna screw it up again. Yep. Well, you you, you like Jurassic World, right? I liked Jurassic World, yes, but um, it just seems hokey to me. The new concept. Why I, the hell would you go back rescue dinosaurs on a? Yeah, yeah. There's no reason to. So just let them die. Life, life, die. Will, life will find a well, way. Let them go. Uh, after viewing the. The trailer, I thought, okay, uh, the volcano erupts and all the dinosaurs are in the ocean. Uh, where do we go from here? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it does. I don't know. I I like Jurassic World. I thought Chris Pratt was good in it. I thought, I mean, yes, the, the the whole movie kicks off on a real kind of dumb reason, right? You know the, you know they go into the paddock and then they, if if they could have just you know waited five minutes to find out where the transponder was, you know, like. Fat guy wouldn't have died, and Chris Pratt wouldn't have had to do all the stuff, and the kingpin would still be alive. Like all that stuff would not have happened. But anyway, um, it's yep. it's still a good monster movie, and the ending still made. I I yeah. still cheered when the giant alligator freaking eats the the bad guy dinosaur, <laughs> and then the raptor and the T Rex kind of have like a we good yeah all right I'm going this way cool see you so What's up? see you later see ya. Um, and I'll see I, at brunch next Saturday. And I still brunch. Yeah, I love brunch. And I also love that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it's a little how I met your mother moment. Um, and I also love that the the T Rex that's in that movie is still it's the T Rex from the first Jurassic Park that they yeah. made uh, a point to make sure that it had the battle scars and stuff. I thought that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> speaking of battle scars, the road. Um, Robert Duvall's yeah. character was interesting. Um, he, yeah. how is he not dead yet, though? I didn't realize that I mean, it was Robert Duvall until he spoke. Well, all right, yeah, look yeah, anything like him. They did the makeup alone on his eyes was crazy, yeah, yeah. in terms of giving him cataracts. And good lord, that yeah, that was. Did you well, ask how Robert Duvall isn't makeup. dead? Is that no. what you asked? What's that? Did you ask how Robert Duvall isn't dead? No, the old no, no, no. You just meant the old man character. <laughs> the old man character. How is he not dead yet? I don't know. 
I mean, mostly blind. He didn't have any food. Just just a dude walking with wooden shoes. Yeah, yeah I mean, just an old old dude. Yeah, you're right. You're not wrong. I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of surprising. Of course, he ate that can of peaches barely. Um, but yeah, once he started talking, I was like, oh well, it's, it's Bob Duvall. Okay, what are you doing in this movie? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it was surprising to see. I was like, Guy Pierce, what are you doing in this thing? Um, and even the such tiny little cameos. Yeah. And weird. then the guy that he shot at the beginning of the movie in the face, um, in the face, he's been like, he's been a, basically a bad guy in every TV show he's ever been in. Uh-huh. Um, as soon as I saw him on screen, I was like, Oh, he's going to do something bad. Was that the father on, um, raising hope? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, it was. Yeah, that's such I a could, good show. I don't know why they canceled that. I know. I, I can't get past him being the kind of clumsy dad um, on Racing Hope and seeing him in a film like this. I'm so. trying to find his real name because, uh, again, no one had named in this movie. It's just bearded man and mm-hmm. well-fed woman and... Shot in a fish, man. Uh, flare guy. Um, One of the flare guy's wife. Militant? Is that it? I probably would have a better time of searching for um, the other. Yeah, Raising Hope. Dad. He was in the TV show Life. He was a bad guy in Life. Okay. Um, which was a really good, really, really good show. Only lasted two seasons. It had the dude from Band of Brothers in it. What, the Life movie? Yeah, no, show, not the movie. His oh, name show. is uh, Garrett Dillahunt. No, seriously? Yeah. Him? Gang Weird. member? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's him, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was in, yeah, known for 12 Years a Slave, Deadwood, No Country for Old Men, Raising Hope. Uh, he's still in a bunch of stuff. Fear the Walking Dead, he's in that. Mm-hmm. Um, for an episode. So, yeah, he's, but yeah, he's usually a bad guy, so... I'm sure he was a racist bastard in 12 Years a Slave. Oh, most were. <laughs> yeah, most Unless were. you were, uh, was it Matthew McConaughey? Was he the only good white guy? Was he in that movie? I totally forgot. I think so. Uh, He's, uh, one the, whoever the guy is that finally like told people up north where, where what's his name was. Uh, I'm looking for white people in the cast. Let's see. <laughs> There's a few. I don't recognize any of them, though. Like, I just don't recognize anything. Like, Brian Bat? Who are you? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Anyway. Which movie are you in? 12 Years a Slave. 12 Years a Slave. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm just looking. Anyway. Yeah, I want to say it was Matthew McConaughey. Steve McQueen directed this? Wow, he was driving this. He sat there and went, all right, all right, all right. I don't see him in this movie. McConaughey. McConaughey. Benedict Cumberbatch was in it. Paul Giamatti? No. Michael Fassbender? That's your... uh, He was one of the owners, wasn't he? Wasn't he one of the crazy guys? I've I've never seen it. Brad Pitt? Brad Pitt was in this? I've never seen it. No, I never saw it. Wait, I bet you it was Brad Pitt. That's the one I'm thinking of. No, okay. So instead of saying, all right, all right, all right, he was just eating a can no. of fruit. Yeah, he, you know, licking his fingers and <laughs> eating something. <laughs> He's so weird. 
Uh, speaking of Brad Pitt, I know we're way <laughs> off the road, but speaking of Brad Pitt, did you guys see Fury? Uh, I think I've asked you that. Uh, did you guys see Fury? The tank movie? It was good. Yes. Anyway, sorry. With what's his name that pulled out his own tooth? Yeah, friggin' Shia LaBeouf. Did I see that? I think I did see that. <clears throat> Fury. I don't know, but like Shia LaBeouf is such a character actor that he did not shower or shave for the entire length of the production. Oh and Brad God. Pitt actually kicked him out of the hotel that the cast was staying in because he stank. <laughs> and that was the beginning of the end for Shia Actually, LaBeouf. this was the middle of the end for him, honestly. Yeah. He had already done his like crazy bit and his come on, just do it bit and all that. He'd already gone crazy. And then they cast him in the movie, and he's frankly pretty good in the movie. He, he, he <laughs> acts a little crazy. He's a little out there. But it fits. So, is the and I think that's the Punisher in that movie too, right? Is that the Punisher? I can't remember. I gotta find out. I don't remember. Um, like the new Punisher, Fury. Cause yeah, yeah, that's him. Yeah, is it? Uh-huh. Yeah, John Bernthal. He's good. His his name is Grady Coonass Travis. Uh, <laughs> They all have nicknames, you know, Shia LaBeouf, his Bible, Brad Pitt's War Daddy, Gordo, and Coonass. <laughs> so crazy. Oh, my so God. What, what would your name be, Sean? Uh, probably we were... Ginger or uh, Pale Ass. Um, Pretty Lady. Fry Baby. Uh, um, <laughs> girly Mine. Uh, I don't know, you know. <laughs> I would not do well in war. I'll be honest with you. I would yeah. not do well. I would. Uh, uh, heck, we play our battlefield game, and, and I find myself a lot of times <laughs> ducking and just staying there. Like, I don't want to go out there. It's, it's, uh, it's dangerous, too many and it's not even real. <laughs> <laughs> the closest, and this, this is legit. So when I was in high school, I know we're way off the road, but still. Uh, I see what you did there. I didn't. I, I meant to do that time. Uh, that. Um, in high school, the the Marines came by the band like, "Hey, we you know we need we need band members," and I I had a conversation with my parents about me joining the Marine band, and Dad was like, "I just want you to know that you know that's what I, he did Air Force band during mm-hmm. Vietnam," and he was like, "You know, I spent four years of Vietnam in Phoenix, Arizona, playing French horn." He said, "But you just don't know what might happen." I'm like, "Yeah, you're right. I don't know." and and I was like, are you going to be upset with me if I don't do the military because you and your dad both did it? He's like, no, I'm not. Go to college. Do, do your thing. So I did. And then sophomore year, 9-11 happened. So I, I might have been switched to active. I mean, who knows? So, Wow. Yeah. Again, it's just, I, I, don't like, like, I don't even like hitting animals when I'm driving. You know, I don't think I could shoot another person. So anyway. Uh, life or death situations again. Who knows what you'll do, right? Anyway, point is, is the road was uh, a good movie. It was a well-made so movie. How did, did you take a lot of notes? No, I didn't. I think I told you that. I took like no. okay. other than so I didn't do I didn't do clips did because one I my setup my normal setup is gone. My desktop is in four pieces downstairs. And I'm taking my hard drive to a specialist in Charlotte to see if I can get the memory, all the stuff on it recovered. Um, because a lot of clips and stuff from the show are on that machine. So that's sad. Um, 
So I didn't do any clips because it's just hard to do clips when I'm having to constantly transfer to my phone. But I didn't take very many notes. I mean, my notes, you know, Vigo on his horses, um, nuclear holocaust movie, quote, uh, oh yeah, nuclear holocaust movie, um, even in post-apocalyptic world, there's still coke. Um, <laughs> I thought, I wrote, what are the odds of them stumbling onto the Reavers' home? I just called them Reavers because I didn't have another name for them. Nice. Um, I guess the ov- owners of the underground food cache died before needing it. Or they died being out and about or something. Yeah. I would guess. Yeah, maybe. Um, it didn't look like it had been used in a long time. So, yeah, maybe they went out to get something and they were killed. And then, you know, the door was closed. And um, I kind of. Did, did anybody else think, why the hell did they leave? Well, they heard the door. They heard the people upstairs and he heard the dog. So, obviously, he heard Guy Pierce's family walking by. And Vigo mm-hmm. got freaked out. He was afraid that someone might, in the middle of the night, open up that hatch and jump down and kill them and whatever. Um, yeah. But then you kind of think, the, the boy's like, okay, I'm part of the family, so I'm going to do you a solid. I'm going to tell you where there's a whole bunch of food, but you got to be nice to me, right? You know, like, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? Like, Leverage. Five or six days walk from here, there's a whole bunch of food for all of us that'll last us for a couple months. Like, but don't eat me, <laughs> you know, I'm going to keep my gun <laughs> and, and we're going to walk. All right. I mean, maybe again, maybe he's a you know 12 year old kid doesn't think like that, but that, that, that entered my mind. Um, uh, what did I else write? I write, uh, of course they find a murder camp. Um, <laughs> then I did write, I shot a guy with a flare gun. Cool. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, and then I wrote at the end, I, we, and we hope that they're a good family. That's all I wrote. So. Yeah. Anything else? I was going to do uh, trivia since I don't have clips. Anything else you want to mention? I thought the only thing I can say is that the cinematography was beautiful. Oh, yeah. That's in terms well of done. being so dang dreary, yeah, for their, it was still gorgeous to look at. For it literally being 50 shades of gray, ah! uh, it was a good movie. It was a, well, that might be a good episode title, by the way. Yeah, actually, that would be a good episode title. <laughs> <laughs> Which that movie was also nominated for an Arazi, the new one. He was nominated for a Well-deserved. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, trivia. I have a clip for that. Um, like trivia. Uh, wait, no, I don't. Damn it. Where is it? Uh, shoot. I thought I had it right here. But I, bet, but I guess I don't. Um, oh, here it is. And now for some more bad news. Ready? Hey. Uh, to live the role, Vigo Mortensen would sleep in his clothes and deliberately starve himself. At one point, he was thrown out of a shop in Pittsburgh because they thought he was a homeless man. Oh, my gosh. I could, I could see that the way he looked. Yeah. Good Lord. Director John Hillcote filmed the soft drink vending machine scene with man and boy several times, each with a different brand beverage out of concern that Coke executives would not want their product to appear in the movie. A telephone call from Vigo to the president of Coke secured permission for a can of Coke to appear consistent with the source novel. I love it. Hey, Coke man. Hey, this is Vigo. Yeah, Aragorn. Yeah, I need your help. We need, we need, you're good? Cool. All right. I'll get you a copy of the ring. All right, cool. All right, here we go. Um, yeah, we, we have to, to uh, notify Gondor. You know, raise the... Uh, Raise the fires. 
That's right. I need you to climb up there, be all sneaky, sneaky, and raise the fires. The scene where man washes boy's hair in the stream was shot three times. During that scene, the weather was very cold. So the director promised Cody, the boy, that it would only be done in two takes. However, during the second take, the sun came out and ruined the shot, requiring a third take. The boy's crying afterwards was him actually crying and not acting. Oh, I know, right? So here's an interesting piece of trivia, and I don't know if it's mentioned in the book, Sam, and I don't know if it's Mm -hmm. meant as trivia as to just... So in the book, do you ever find out that the the quote-unquote beach that they get to is the ocean? Do you ever learn that? that I remember, no. Okay. The trivia says... I just know know there was a, a, like a shipping boat out there that, you know, he swam to in the movie, of course. Right. Mm -hmm. Naked, which meant that he was on that boat naked. Naked. I mean, like, walking on steel with your bare feet naked? Anyway. Cold. Yeah. So anyway, in the, the trivia says, the ocean scene was Lake Erie. So Interesting. Am I to think that that's just where they filmed it? Or that's where they went. Like, he, the, his map well, was was I not. I always I always got the impression when it when while reading that they were going to the east coast. Like they actually made it to the ocean. Mm-hmm. So that so we're to understand that that just meant that it was a filming location of Lake Erie. Yes. Okay, I'm good with that. That would explain the the color of the water. They probably didn't have to color <laughs> correct that. Um. And Vigo claimed he never kept track of how much weight he lost for the role, as it was a gradual weight loss as a result of less eating. He estimates it was about 30 pounds. Oh. Yeah. So. Uh, soundtrack grade, I thought it was fine. I don't remember a whole lot of it, but I know it was kind of a riff off the little piano thing that Charlize Thrawn was doing earlier in the movie, but um, uh. I, I thought it was, it was fine. So. Okay. Yeah. Uh, time for uh, oh shoot. Um, time for this. No, not that. Um, <laughs> that was uh, Andrew, by the way, burping. Um, time- nice. <laughs> there you go. Okay. It's uh, here we go. Excuse me while I whip this out. All right. Uh, top three there we go. movies with cannibals. Because why not? Uh, Andrew. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm going to have a honorable mention of The Hills Have Eyes. Mm, never seen it. Never seen it. Um, it's, but I guess they have eyes in that movie. Yeah. It's very, it reminds me of home. <laughs> Stop it! I've been to Maryland. It's not North that Carolina. Bad. Um, nice. Up in the sticks. Well, that's close to Tennessee. Anyway, um, West Virginia. It's for lovers. Yeah. And wait, cannibals. No. Why open and free? Isn't it? Somewhere. No. Yeah. Vir- Virginia is for lovers. I don't know. What Virginia West is for lovers. That's West right. Virginia is for coal and uh, the mountaineers. Um, yeah, so number three, uh, Sweeney Todd, which love it or hate it, it's, I think it's a fun musical. Sure. And, uh, we get some meat pies there. Mm. Um, and then, uh, number two, 
Hannibal. Okay. Uh, yeah. The Okay. Silence of the Lambs prequel. Sequ- and then sequel. Uh, sequel. Prequel sequel. Sequel. It's the it's sequel. the it's direct sequel. it's the direct Sorry, sequel. sequel. Yeah. Um the Red, no, that is a sequel. The Red, Red Dragon. Red Dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um and then number one, uh my favorite of all times of cannibal movies, Bone Tomahawk. <laughs> oh crap. That's what I said. <laughs> I totally I, forgot about Bone Tomahawk. When yeah. I said when I said earlier oh. pre show, I said, Oh, there's the there's that movie. I gotta put it on the list. And Andrew said, yep, it's already there. And I said, yeah, I got you. That's what we were talking about. <laughs> I was going to throw in another honorable mention, and I didn't. There's this movie called Teeth, and I don't know if you guys have heard <sighs> of it or seen it. Yeah, it's where a woman's got, like, teeth in her vagina or something, right? Yeah. Um, ah. Sean Blankenship introduced me to that movie. Yeah, I remember that. Many, many years ago, and I <laughs> have never forgiven him. by the idea, and... Uh, oh. Probably a year or two ago, I saw it on Netflix, and I said, "Oh, I'm going to watch this." Finally, after ten years of waiting, and uh, wasn't impressed. We're not doing that for the show. No, no. no. <laughs> Sam, but I don't guess it's oh. really cannibalism because the vagina really just bit the penis. I don't think it actually ate it. I don't think oh. you can digest whatever it ate. I don't think you can digest yeah, anything in a, in a vagina. Yeah. Again, they're not supposed to have teeth either. So, I mean, <laughs> uh, Sam. Um, well, I'd put Bone Tomahawk as my honorable mention now that I remember it. Thank you, <laughs> Andrew. Uh, my number three is In the Heart of the Sea. Sure. My number two is 13th Warrior. Oh, uh-huh. right. Wait, do they eat people in that? The yeah. bad people do. Yeah, do they? they sure do. I don't remember and, that. What's that? I don't remember that part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And my number one is, of course, uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. I've seen 13 Warrior probably eight or, eight or nine times and have read the book. I don't remember them eating yep. people. They took people. I, I guess well, they I ate guess. them. I just don't remember them. They don't... I don't remember them saying it in the book, but maybe they do. I think it's alluded to. Yeah, maybe it is. I, I just think don't... there's bones or something. Yeah, I think you're right. I think like when they go find the witch, there's a lot of dead yeah. bones and bodies and sitting there. I mean, the original book title is Eaters of the Dead. Right. Really? Is that how yeah. Michael Crichton originally did it? Yes. Interesting. I read the book when it was just as the 13th warrior with Antonio Banderas on the cover. Banderas. Um, and it was the strangest read I've ever done because it reads. It's, isn't it done in like a diary form or something? Yeah. It basically, the way I always explain it to people, it's, it's an after action report, like a military report. He's writing to his people back in Arab country, wherever he's from. Mm-hmm. And. Spain. Yeah. <laughs> wait, no. And, uh, yeah, uh, and so it's a it's just a report of things, right? This thing happened, and then yeah. this thing happened. So there's very little emotion in what's going on. Um, I still think it's a good movie, and it, it's uh, it's our guy that did uh, Die Hard and uh, directed that movie, so. McTiernan. Yeah. McTiernan, and we did that for the podcast, didn't mm-hmm. we? I think we did. Pretty sure I believe we did. so. We've done a lot of his we movies, did. actually. Did we? I'm pretty sure we did. Like early on, like. Warrior? 
Like top, like first 10 or 15 movies. I don't movies. know if we did. 13th Warrior? Yeah. I could have swore we've done 13th Warrior. I know when you get to almost 200. It's been so long. <laughs> you start to think so long. I've got to uh, update the website. Yeah, you do. Um, <clears throat> uh, no, that's all right. Well, you'll, get, you'll get there when you get time. Um, I, I mean, I would bet not a lot of money, but I would bet some money that we did it. If we haven't done it, then we should do it like tomorrow. <laughs> Freaking love that movie. I do. I, yeah. Uh, so my turn, right? Um, yep. My number three was what? Um, <clears throat> uh, honorable mention of uh, of the heart. <laughs> I don't of the know. Sea. Yeah. Uh, the heart of the sea was my number. It was my honorable mention. Number three was okay. Bone Tomahawk because I just I felt slightly obligated to Andrew to say it. Um. <clears throat> Ooh, I've got another honorable mention. Oh, I'll go ahead. No, go ahead. Because I'm, I'm looking um, for... In fact, it might have kicked Heart of the Sea down one. Oh, um, okay. Snowpiercer. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, the meat popsicles. Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> this is a shoe. It does not go on your head. Oh, do I have any uh, Snowpiercer coat on my phone? I think I do. Don't I? Don't I have... We all freeze and die. Don't I have that on here? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking of 13 Assassins. Yeah. That's what I think it was. Okay. That was our fourth movie overall. I'm just looking at too. Yeah. So yeah, I think you're right, Andrew. I don't think we have done the Thirteenth Warrior. How this this crime must go resolved. Um, yeah, we must resolve this crime. Like, I wonder I'm, if it's available anywhere. I'll find out real quick. Uh, so my number two is Silence of the Lambs, and my number one is Book of Eli. Oh, Ooh, I love Book of Eli. Yeah, the crazy people with the shakes. Yeah, um, freaking um, that's right. Dumbledore. That would probably change my list, actually. That's a great movie. Oh, yeah, I, I yeah. do like that movie. Uh, that would bump Snowpiercer down on mine. Yeah, that that's a good one. Okay, good. I'm glad I could uh, help. Um, <laughs> 13th Warrior, doing the search right now. Uh, it's on Hulu. Not on Amazon. Yeah, it's only on Hulu right now. So, I don't think any of us have one of those. So, no. it's all right. We'll we'll just uh, we'll one put it, we'll put it on the list on on the side there for things to do in the future. In the future, I still can't believe we've not done that movie. Thirteen hours, thirteen assassins. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's not in our thirteen uh, uh, thirteen category uh, compendium. Yeah, ten Cloverfield <laughs> Lane. Let's see what other numbers we got. Um, <laughs> uh, Blade 2, Mission Impossible 3, U571, uh, Lethal Weapon 4, Fantastic 4, Captain America 3, Ridiculous 6. I'm just looking at movies with numbers. It's actually surprising that we have this many. Um, man, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, um, I'm looking forward to doing that in the future whenever it gets yes. back over to the Where streaming thing, it. the fifth element. Um, because we're cheap. Well, I mean, yeah, and plus it, it allows other people to watch it too. You know, like we like mm-hmm. people to be able to. I know, I know, I don't have any delusion that everyone watches every movie that we do. Um, but it would be sometimes, and I do get this. Like, hey, you know, I listened to your review of such and such, and then I went and watched it because of your review. Like, I've heard that. Oh, so interesting. That's actually kind of cool. So that that happens every now and then. So. Um, should, should I, so I guess what I'm saying is, do I recommend that you watch the road? Yeah. Walk, rec- you know, I watch, I recommend you watch it while you got a nice hot, hot cup of coffee or chocolate, hot chocolate. 
and under a warm blanket and Some tissues maybe and and hug your children for uh, afterwards emotional support yeah i mean it was uh yeah all of those things are correct so i guess at this point we're going to do our out of 10 um uh andrew okay um uh, well i would put this i don't know somewhere around uh I mean, it's not something that I want to watch every day mm-hmm. or, or ever maybe again, never again, to be honest, but it doesn't mean I don't like it. Uh, it just messed with me. Um, and it doesn't mean that it's not a good movie. No, no, no. I mean, we've uh, done that, was, right? We've had movies where we're like, man, Snowpiercer was good, but I never want to watch it again. <laughs> I mean, seriously, yeah. like, but it was a well-made film, but I could never watch that again. Not, not unless some group of people are like, we all we want to watch it. We've never seen it, Sean. We want you to participate because we know you've seen it and how how effed up it messed you or how must it, me- it messed you up. So come watch it again. Uh, no. Um, yeah. I don't think so. so anyway, um, I don't know. I would. By the way, they're making a Snowpiercer TV show. Mm-hmm. Just so you know. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I heard that. saw that. Um, I, I, I'm gonna have to go like straight up six, just right on the nose. I gotta say, I have to respond to that to that Snowpiercer show. Am I gonna watch it? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I kind of feel obligated to for some reason. I don't know. It, it, I to me, it depends on where it lands. Well, it's if also going to be like a, a TBS or no. I don't think it's going to uh, CW or something. No, no, thank you. Heck, if it's even on a major network, no, thank you. But if it's on HBO. Stars, something like that. Yeah, or Netflix. Yeah, it can't or be Netflix. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm looking right now to see who's producing it. I don't see Tomorrow Studios is producing it. I don't know what that means. I mean, yesterday. Oh, it's on TNT. It's going to be on TNT. Yeah. So it's so going to be super lame. Well, I shouldn't <laughs> yep. say that. I mean, it's not going to be hard art. It's not going to be violence. There's not going to be people eating people. Obviously, on screen. Um, and by God, that's what I look for in a movie or TV show. But I mean, it could still, I mean, TNT's actually done some pretty good dramas. Um, like? Leverage. It's a comedy drama. It's mostly, it's mostly comedy. They've had some other stuff, right? Isn't that, um, wait, isn't that new show? What's it called? The Alienist? Isn't that on TNT? I haven't seen that yet. Mm Mm-mm. The I, Alienist. I I've seen the preview. I like. I've seen a previews for it, like a, like crazy. Um, and I th- I think that was um, also a TNT thingy. Yeah, it's on TNT. Yeah. So and that's that's kind of a hard mo- that's kind of a hard show. So mm-hmm. TNT's delving into the FX world when it comes to their evening late night programming. So so maybe there's hope for Snowpiercer. They've only got one episode, the pilot. Yeah. <clears throat> but um. That's the guy up front, right? Yeah, yes. That's the the pilot is the guy up front. <laughs> the only actor I recognize so far is Jennifer Conley. Ooh, oh, really? Yeah, and she has a name, Melanie Cavill. So I don't know if that means. I don't know what that means. I don't know if she's like crazy lady shoe on the head lady, uh, uh, Tilda Swindon lady, or if she's just a uh, whatever. That's lady. weird. I thought she retired, Jennifer Conley. Oh, I love me some Jennifer Conley. Me too. 
Um, I don't know. I don't think she retired. Um, she was in something recent. I'm trying to think of what it was now. Anyway. Uh, she looks a lot like her father, though. Who's her father? Sean. Sean Connolly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll see what you did there. I'll, I'll okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> that's as good a joke as we're going to get out of this. I guess without, without corny here to make the, yeah, without corny here, we are, uh, we're, we're struggling. That's yeah. all right. Uh, Sam, did you give, you haven't given your number yet. Oh no! Uh, let me give it. I, I give it a good solid six point eight. It's a well-made film. Okay. Very, uh, very few flaws in terms of taking you out of the story. All right, really going to say six point eight. But it's hard. I can't rewatch this thing. Oh yeah, so no way. It's gonna be a while. Uh, I'm gonna split the difference and just give it a six point four. That'll uh, actually, I'm gonna give it a six point four five, so that it, we don't have a whole number. Um, and this is one of those weird times where I feel like I'm under grading it. Yeah, um, it's a really good movie, but yeah. I it, it, just the rewatchability has to factor in. Yeah, it's partly that for me too. Rewatchability. It's partly um, the the dark, bleak movies. I don't do real well with um, this road. This movie reminded me not because it also has the word "the road" in it, and not because it ends by a lake, but the movie "Road to Perdition." Um, mm. is oh. kind of similar in that it's a father son. They're kind of sur- trying to yeah. do some, you know survival kind of a thing. Um, they're kind of being chased. Who was, who was the assassin in that one that kept coming after him? Jude Law. Jude Law. Thank you. And that's how the movie ends. Spoiler: the movie's twelve years old. Go watch it. But the movie ends where they get there to where they're trying to get to, and then Jude Law catches up with them and kills Tom Hanks, yep. and the son has to watch his dad die. And then right when Jude Law is about to do his weird, creepy fetish of taking a photo of dead people, the son kills Jude Law. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and then the movie kind of ends in a weird, kind of a happy place. But it's a good movie with um, one of the last movies that, uh, what's his name did? Uh, shoot. Um, uh, Paul the, Newman. The guy on the... the, the, the Brain Stressing, yeah, Paul Newman. Brain Stressing, Paul Newman, thank yeah, you. Yeah, it was one of the last movies he did. Uh, it actually has a young <laughs> a young Daniel Craig in it, too. I'm sorry, I thought you said the guy on Fran Drescher. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> hey, Fran Drescher was pretty hot back in her day. Just God, like, no, you can't get past the voice. Uh, that's not her no normal way. voice. They, Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, because they had... Uh, there's an episode where they go to a Japanese restaurant and she eats wasabi... And she's like, oh, my sinuses have cleared. And it's her normal talking voice. <laughs> and, like, everyone, like, the audience is freaking out because she's getting to use her normal voice. And then it comes back. And she's like, oh, there it goes again. It's back. You know? So it's like the, the what was her name? Um, Janice from Friends. Like, that's not her real yeah. voice. Or Karen Walker from How or not How Much Your Mother, from uh, Will and Grace. That's not oh. her real voice. It's a character. Okay. So... Again, when I, I used to watch the nanny because I thought she was kind of hot. So, um, <laughs> with the big hair and everything, I was the '90s. You know, that's how they were dude, back then. You had big dude, hair back then. What's wrong with you? No, stop it. <laughs> it wasn't all that bad, too. Anyway, and she actually looks pretty good now for for her age. I mean, because uh, she's not had like work done. Like she's just aging very gracefully. She is a um. 
a beautiful woman. Well, okay, she's had some work done. I lied. <laughs> I'm looking at a recent photo. Okay, she's had some work done. But that's fine. Uh, and she's still working, so good for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, anyway. Um, apparently, we can watch all eight, eight Harry Potter movies on Amazon. Interesting. Uh, but that's not what we're going to do next week. What are we doing next week? Well, I will tell you what we're doing next week. We are doing... <clears throat> what's I find it? We are doing the Pirates of the Caribbean 5, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Uh, this is your uh, Johnny Depp and your Pirates and your Javier Bardem and some other people. Barbosa, Jeffrey Rush. Uh, not seen it. I thought the fourth movie was kind of bad. Mm, kind um, of. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm... When this movie was uh, released, when it, when the, for the first trailer for it, I kind of got excited for it. So we'll see if my expectations are met. Then they are pretty low for this movie. So <laughs> After um, the fourth one, I don't blame you. Yeah, the fourth one was kind of poo. Um, and I know people hated the third one. I kind of liked the third one. Um, I, I liked the, the trilogy of them. I, I enjoyed the story and the expanded universe. Yeah, I, I had no problem with the weird purgatory scene and I, I don't know i liked the third one a lot i mean not probably not as good as one mm-hmm. um i mean i thought yeah. like, like one was the best and then two and then three uh and then fourth at the bottom four is like fan i think they really should have stopped after the first one to be honest <sighs> yeah, yeah they, they they hit but i mean they they were it was so successful and kind of out of nowhere I mean, they only put, they only, it, it cost, and I say only, it cost like $100 million, and it made like $600 million. Yeah. And Disney oh, yeah. was like. I mean, it definitely made money. Oh, yeah. But uh, the rest of the movies after it, I feel like were just a money grab. Well, but yeah, but even the third movie, which was a $300 million project, still made almost a billion dollars. The franchise yeah. has made over a billion. Oh, sure, yeah. Well, I mean, um, it's like the Transformers. I mean, <sighs> those movies made money somehow. Yeah, they're trash. And, they're trash. Um, <laughs> interesting thing, real quick, before we, we move on uh, 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 to wrap up the show. Um, and those listening at home, I really want to know kind of what you're talking about or what you're thinking about with this is I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about kind of how under uh, how, how, how The Last Jedi came out of the gates just like gangbusters and then just <laughs> just gone down like crazy. And I don't really think it's because <laughs> some people hate it and some people, whatever. I just, I think we are no longer, I think honestly, apart from the random, you know, you know, big, maybe Pixar movie, you know, mm-hmm. like, like Incredibles 2, I think we're kind of out of the age of billion dollar movies. Don't you, don't you think? Like, I mean, uh, I think, I guess think the, and no, only because there will be some new idea that comes out that is going to knock our socks off. Like, I don't even think Avatar 2 is going to get a billion. And I know the first no, one did. No. But I don't think the second one I'm surprised. One Why the heck would they... Yeah. What? Make another one? He's, he's, well, making, it, he's it, making a trilogy. I know they it. made a ton of money on the first one, but I, I just don't see it as a franchise. It, I don't know. Anyway, I wasn't all that impressed with it. I, I mean, I thought it was fine. I, I liked it better when it was Lord of the Ring, or when it was um, Dances with Wolves, but, I mean, it was a beautiful film. Um, but I'm looking here at, like, our last billion-dollar movies. Um, 
uh, I'm trying to find them in order. I mean, Jurassic Park was a billion dollars, but that was been a while. I mean, here's a more, oh, here's a better list. 2009 Avatar, I really thought, okay, I know that um, fan, or, um, The Force Awakens hit a billion, but maybe it didn't hit top 10 billion. Um, so anyway, I just, I'm just curious to see if you guys think we're going to, I mean, I, I honestly, if, if, uh, if Incredibles two is as good as Incredibles one, it can hit a billion. I honestly think that it could. Um, yeah. And because your audience is so much broader, right? Like I'll take Declan to see that. Um, because I, he likes the first one. So, um, when you, when you account for inflation, BT dub. Gone with the Wind is number one at three point three billion. Avatar and then Star Wars, Titanic, Sound of Music, E.T., The Ten Commandments, Doctor Zhivago, Jaws, Snow White, and the Seven Dwarfs, nineteen thirty-seven. So people you know. went crazy for uh, Gone with the Wind. Oh yeah, I, insane. I, I can't watch it. It's just too ugh, too awful, boring. Um, anyway, <laughs> I mean, like, because Frozen made a billion billion point. Seven, you know, Dark Knight Rises, which is depressing that that did. I mean, Transformers: Dark of the Moon made one point one two billion. Like that's just wrong. Toy Story oh. Three, Jurassic Park, Stranger Tides, Jurassic uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, that fourth terrible movie made a billion dollars. Well, I I don't know. I don't. After hearing the the ones that you're reading off, I don't know that we're quite out of that billion dollar market then. Because if some of those movies can make billions of dollars. Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, I know. Um, Don't forget, population is also continuously growing as well as global uh, business or the global ticket sales. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, well, yeah, you're right. And and, and I'm, as I'm looking at this, the, the, a, a, a more expanded list, this was updated. Well, this is 2016. Um, but I mean, yeah, Fast and the Furious, the, the, the newest one made a billion dollars. Jurassic World, Avengers 2. Oh. So. <clears throat> anyway, yep. it's just interesting. So. I was just wondering. All right, that's, that's the show. Thank you for listening. Again, um, help us out with our 200th episode, which is rapidly approaching. Holy shite. Um, we have Pirates of the Caribbean, and then the movie after that is the Netflix original Bright, and then we're doing the 200. I mean, unless something happens between now and then that would force wow. us to have to skip a week, you know, three weeks away, right? Is that right? Yeah. No, that's, that's right. not right. This is episode 196. Right? Four weeks away. So, we're four <laughs> weeks away. We don't math. My, my spreadsheet's off. <laughs> um, why is my spreadsheet off? How did this get off? If anyway. you came to this podcast expecting math. You came to the wrong place. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <clears throat> or any level of competency. <laughs> um, anyway, so so then we're going to Bright, and then after Bright is the Magnificent Seven. And then we have our show, uh, The 200, which is exciting. So, um, so like I said, I'll stay tuned for how we're going to do the giveaway. I'll talk to, um, to you guys later how we're going to do that. In the meantime, go to our uh, website, cheapseatreviews.com. You can get old old episodes. Um, is that our outro? No. Yeah, there, there's our outro. Um, 
You can get old episodes. Uh, check out, uh, go to our Facebook page, facebook.com uh, slash cheap seat reviews. Uh, Twitter is, um, what is our Twitter? <laughs> At cheap seat cast. Sorry, I need my script. You think I've done this before? Um, leave us a review. Stick to script. Yeah, leave us a review. iTunes, Google Play, wherever. Just leave us reviews, please. Help us out. Any, any review would be great. Well, okay, leave us a good review. But reviews would be fine. Uh, I have neglected our Anchor app uh, completely, and I apologize. So I will try to get on that tomorrow. Um, <laughs> I'm going to do a review on a book, which is weird. But, yep, I'm going to do a review on a book, um, which is being turned into a stupid book. But it's going to be turned into a movie, so that's how I'll... Well, okay. Yeah, Ready Player One, the book, was thank you, was great. Thank you, Sam. I owe you for that one. And then yeah, you, will owe, liked it. you will owe me for Armada, so... Okay, sweet. Yeah, I can't wait till that gets here. Um, Although right now I'm reading Fire and Fury and uh, getting angry. What's that? So, that's that Trump book. Oh, okay. Oh, right, Fire and Fury, right. Yeah, well, good luck with that. Um, that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, and um, we're really excited to share, to, to, to share our 200th episode with you guys. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll try to maybe do something live on Facebook or something. I don't know how it's going to work. But anyway, so on behalf of Andrew, Sam, and Corny, this is Sean Thing. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week.